Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife Beth. Hallelujah. On this spectacular Saturday. Last Saturday in 2023. Amazing. Okay, our do not fear next to the last before the end of the year, but we should have a do not fear attitude every day, is from Second Chronicles 2015. Second Chronicles 2015, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. We love that scripture. Yeah. We, <clears throat> what does the Exodus say? There's one in Exodus we used to quote a lot. need to quote it more. That our when we are a child of the Most High, that... Our enemies become his enemies. I love it. Okay. Today, today, this next to the last day before the end of the year. Seven kinds of givers. Okay. You know, right Martin on. Luther once said, people go through three conversions in their Christian faith. <laughs> their heart, their head, and their pocketbook. There you go. Not all at the same time. Hallelujah. Honey, I remember when we spoke a few years back at a weekend seminar at Church for All Nations in Porto Alegre. Brazil, I know. The church meets in a movie theater. Stage is about five feet above the auditorium floor. The Friday night service was fabulous. Mm. People were set free from the bondage of debt and lack. There was weeping and shouting. It was awesome. Didn't think it'd get any better until Saturday night. As I began speaking, people spontaneously started walking and running to the stage where they began laying anything, money, valuables, at my feet. I stopped preaching and they started laying hands on people. Yeah. It was absolutely Amazing. It was. It really was. It I was. remember that. We laid, I bet we we ministered at the altar for an hour. Laying hands on laying people. Laying hands on people and praying for them. It was, I tell you, you talk about hungry people, that'll do your heart good. We never experienced <clears throat> anything like that. And that's it. The folks in that church had been taught the importance of honor yes. and blessing those who teach the word. These believers understood and practice the really? importance of giving. Yes. Okay, for the seven kinds of givers. First, a reverent giver. Deuteronomy 14, 23. Deuteronomy 14, 23 in the Classic Amplified Bible says, And you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place in which he will cause his name and presence to dwell, the tenth of your grain, your new wine, your oil, and the firstlings of your herd and your flock, that you may learn reverently to fear the Lord your God always. Well, when we reverently fear the Lord, we put him first because we know he is awesome beyond belief and that he deserves everything because look in the, what in the world he's done for us. By doing this, <clears throat> we will give him what he says give. We will give him what and where 
he says we need to give him what and where he says to give. Disobeying God's divine instructions, well, it shouldn't be an option for a reverent giver because the scriptural priorities we assign to our lives teach us, tell us, and make us want to be able to, I mean, who can save you from sin? Who can save you from a world, I mean, from an eternity in hell, but the Lord God Almighty. And we need to reverently believe, even though we can't ever pay him back, we need to realize that that is awesome beyond belief. And all he asks is for us to believe and Amen. obey his word. And then when we obey his word, we are blessed. Amen. So it's a win-win situation. Deuteronomy 14.23, let me conclude it by saying this. Deuteronomy 14.23, Living Bible says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to put God first in your lives. Anyway, a reverent giver always puts God first in their lives. Second, a systematic giver. There's an amazing progression found in Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. 3, 9 and 10, classic Amplified. It says, Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from your righteous labors and with the first fruits of your income. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty, and your vats shall be overflowing when you want. Proverbs 3.9, 3.9, Message Bible. Honor God with everything you own. Give Him the first and the best. The Scripture says that we honor God when we give Him our best. The first fruits represents the best part of everything we produce. That's right. The first is the tithe. We honor the Lord when we tithe and when it's the first thing we give. But this, that's the subject of another teaching. Now, it's important to understand the phrase, yours, mine, and ours, does not apply when it comes to giving God what is His. The truth of the matter is that everything we have or think we own belongs to Him. As we've said many times before, we own nothing in life, but in God we manage everything. We're indeed blessed. When we finally realize that everything we own belongs to Him. It makes our giving much easier and certainly more joyful. We don't own it anyway. If He wants to use some of it for the kingdom, He has every right to do so. However, God doesn't want all you have. He just wants your best. What is your best offering? Truthfully, that's determined every time He tells you to give. Your best in one offering may not be your best in the next. That's why we should seek his direction every time there's an offering and listen to what he says. Yes. Determine what he would have us give as our best seed at the moment. It's also important to understand the best offering is not a set amount. It's whatever he says, whenever he says it, and to whomever he tells us to give. In reading these two scriptures, it's very clear that God wants our best gifts. He does not want to be tipped. He does not want to be patronized with less than our best. Mm -hmm. Number three, an expectant giver. Mm -hmm. An expectant giver knows that when we obey God's instructions, I mean, he shows us what to do, and we obey his directions, we will experience supernatural increase. It's not a matter of if, but when and how 
that it can be however God chooses. An expectant giver knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will always provide a way. Hallelujah, and we could testify of that yes, so many times over. 1 Kings 17, 2 through 9. 1 Kings 17, 2 through 9, classic amplified. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go from here and turn east and hide yourself by the book Cherith, east of the Jordan. You shall drink of the brook, and I commanded ravens to feed you there. <clears throat> Let me tell you, ravens are scavengers, and they don't share anything. So you know it was God. Fifth, so did he did according to the word of the Lord. He went and he dwelt by the book Cherith, east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. After a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him. You notice he didn't leave him. He said, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. No matter what our circumstances or where they lead us, we can know this one thing. Just like Elijah, God, you can expect him to provide a way where it seems that there is no way. You just have to wait, not panic, but wait and listen for his voice. Amen. Number four, a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9.7, 9.7, King James Version. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. According to Strong's Concordance, cheerful is the Greek word hilarious, which means cheerful, joyous, prompt to do anything, and only appears in the New Testament one time. The English word hilarious comes from, the, from this word, and the implication is that we're to be very joyful, joyful givers. That's right. So let's look at the Amplified Translation of Second Corinthians 9, 7, which says, They each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves. He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do a giver whose heart is in his giving. Mm -mm. God created you to be an agent of free will, meaning you have a choice to obey or not obey. The spiritual benefits of tithing and giving cheerfully should make you smile big time. That's right. Every believer should become hilariously happy when they realize the incredible benefits that giving tithes and offerings brings. I had a former pastor who used to say that God loves a cheerful giver, but he'll take it from a grouch. There was a time I liked it because it was a funny statement, until I realized it is a fact, in fact, scripturally inaccurate. That's right. Scripture says that God loves a cheerful, hilarious, joyous, prompt, doing giver. So if you're not happy in your giving, then you got you got to know God isn't happy in your giving either. That's right. In other words, if He takes pleasure in prizes above other things, is unwilling to abandon or do without, a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do a giver whose heart's in His giving, then anything else doesn't make Him happy. Mm -mm. Make no mistake about it. The local church, the ministry of 
nonprofit organizations may take your money and be happy about it, but it may not be pleasing to God. Think about that. Truthfully, I'm much more interested and motivated about how God looks on my giving than I am about my personal feelings because my flesh will always offer a ready excuse. And the truth of the matter is, is you are not losing that money. You are investing it in something when the Lord says do it. You can be sure that you will receive what you have planted. Absolutely. So, multiplied. Some years back, I remember mm -hmm. seeing a cartoon of a man standing in a baptismal tank about to be baptized. As he was about to be lowered into the water, he took his wallet out of his pants, held it straight up above his submerged body. He was ready to be baptized, but he wasn't ready to sanctify his money. By the same token, I know people who have made a point of to have their wallets baptized with them. That's right. Crusaders yeah. raise their swords above when they were being baptized. Mm. And that's something they did every single time. Wow. Hallelujah. We're not going to finish this today. We'll finish it tomorrow. Okay. And until that time, God bless you. Happy trail. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. Not only hear it, be a doer of it. That's it. Hallelujah and amen. We love you so much. Yes, we do. Bye-bye.